You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. everyone and welcome to another episode of 20 questions with JCN. It's actually been a while since I've done one of these and um, today's guest is a little bit special. (laughs) Her voice may be a little familiar to you and she's actually my partner in crime. Miss Carissa Mason, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Step up to the stage. <laughs> step on up. <laughs> step on up. It's taken us an hour to get here, but step on up. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we started at four. It is now nearly five. Yeah. And then God afternoon. knows about the other end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't listened to 20 Questions with JCN before, um, you don't know what you're missing out on. So go back and listen to the others. The idea is I'll be asking Carissa 20 questions that I ask every person. And it's a chance for us to get to know her a little bit more. She's a pretty open book most of the time anyway. In case you don't don't know me enough. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing I love about doing this is that no matter how much I know someone, I find we're always finding something else out that we didn't know. And also, you know, a lot of these questions revolve around health and nutrition, of course. So it's always a really cool way to just learn something a little bit differently. Carissa and I are often talking about subjects around nutrition together, but um, this will be a different way to to do so today. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start firing some questions and my very special guest. Can we give a disclaimer first that I've now had two vodkas because that's how long it's taken (laughs) I'm going to let you say that one. (laughs) That's how long it's taken us to get the recording stuff right and also just have a massive gas bag. It's Friday afternoon. I did say to Jess, I'm like, if you want to move the podcast into Friday... I will be having a drink by the time we do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have only been one vodka deep, guys, but I am two. Oh, so look out. <laughs> yeah, I might just fall asleep. One of, one of the two. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so our first section is influences, passions, and goals. So our first question is for you. What did you want to be when you grew up? At what stage of my life? Of course, you turn it back into a question. (laughs) When you're a little, little tacker, but if there's been, if you, when you were, say, young, you wanted to be one thing and then it morphed into something else. Yeah. This is an open book for you to share all of your thoughts. I can 100% say I never wanted to be a nutritionist. (laughs) (laughs) Who would want to do that? Who would want to do that? Who would want to influence people with their health and give them better ways to live and eat? Um, So I think I went through, I reckon, a couple of stages in my life, and this is way before nutrition, but I went through, I think, what you go through when you're young, right? And everyone's a little bit different. Some kids are just off the the bat with, I'm going to be myself and I don't want to impress anyone. I was a bit different, like... When I was younger, I wanted to do the smart thing because I knew that that's what people kind of had the little tick against, right? So if you're smart, like you're, my dog is, Kisaley, can you, 
please can you can you hear that through the recording yeah, yeah it's okay fucking mental case um <laughs> i think originally like um oh my god um i wanted to do the smart thing so i wanted to do what people would give you the pat on the back for so i actually mm. went to, through this massive stage of um i wanted to be a, a um a lawyer but at that time, um, it was a bar- like what do you, what's the lawyer that's not a, a bar- is it a barista like what do you call not a Bar- barrister <laughs> so no 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 it gets funnier because when I was little I used to say I want to be a banister <laughs> so I'd walk around telling people that's what I was like I'm like what is it is it a barista oh <laughs> that's the coffee maker which is what I ended up being for a good segment of my life you did yeah so what did you say it was <laughs> barrister. <laughs> barrister not a barista barista. yeah right okay gotcha so but I used to walk around telling people I wanted to be a banister (laughs) and everyone's like "Hmm, that's pretty much a railing on a wall (laughs) and my parents had to correct me all the time and I'm like no no no, I want to be a lawyer I want to do all these amazing things and fight for fight for justice and all this kind of stuff that's awesome yeah, it's kind of awesome, but it was also like I look back and I'm like, you're pretty much just people pleasing, right? Yeah. And then I got into um, early high school and I just, like, I was such a muso and I just absolutely wanted to be a. I used to go to all these underage um, punk rock concerts and um, I then decided I wanted to be a rock star. So I. <laughs> So, awesome. so I went. <laughs> no, no, no. I went through this stage of just dressing like a punk freak, where I would wear army cutoffs and fishnet <laughs> stockings, and I'm not in the slutty way, in the total grungy trash way. Yeah, where oh, you get it. Yeah, you'd cut holes in your fishnet stockings and purposely stitch them up with purple ribbon. You know, yeah. like just do all the things. You'd wear checkered shirts with ties, like basically yeah. picture Avril Lavigne, but ten years before she existed. And um, so. I went through a stage that I'm like, I'm going to be a rock star. And my dad was like, fuck yeah. And <laughs> I went to my first concert in my life ever in grade eight. I went to Silver Chair Freak Show. Just uh, opened my whole world to music. Yeah. Um, and I just decided I was going to be a rock and roll star. Like I, that that's what I was going to do. Like singing or instruments? No, instrumental. Like I never saw uh. myself singing be front of stage ever, but I just always pictured myself for that kind of you know, like lifestyle. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. Like I love music. I'm front of the mosh pits. Like I've got this. I can do it. Um, yeah, that faded. Um, but I still always loved my music. And then I decided probably around grade, I think 11 and 12-ish that I was going to be an artist because I loved painting, drawing. Mm-hmm. I went through this whole thing. Most of my life I'd always, you know, had some form of, I think, expressionistic out, um, you know, what do you call it, like outlet. So yep. I'd always written poems, I'd always done photography, I'd always painted, I'd always done this stuff. And I remember saying to my mum, I'm going to be an artist. And I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm finishing senior, but I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> and I remember I was saying, well, artists don't make a lot of money unless they're really good. So maybe you should choose something else. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Harsh, mum. Yeah, harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, anyway, so yeah, so I think I went through a couple of stages and then I finished school and just was like, I'm just going to run amok for a while and then decided to study nutrition. So <laughs> that was colourful. Yeah. I don't think I knew. I knew the punk rock thing, but I didn't definitely didn't know the banister thing. Yeah, the banister. I'm going to be a banister. I'm basically going to hold people up on a wall. <laughs> I'm going to be a piece of wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, number two, what are you passionate about? And I know that's a big question. That's a shit question. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I was going to say life, like not being bored or boring. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just living. Is that a good <laughs> answer? It's about not being dead. <laughs> yeah, how about <laughs> just not being dead yet? I don't actually know what am I passionate. I'm passionate about so many things. I think anyone who's listened to us talk mm. knows how much I'm passionate. That's so true. That, though, I think that's a really good answer for, from you, like as far as life, because you are so just like joyous and bubbly for life. Like you just you just enjoy life and I just do yeah. and I don't enjoy it when I'm not enjoying it. Like I yes. think that's, yeah, I think that's a bit and I think it's interesting cuz I think from a young age my dad would always say to me he's like no matter what you do in your life kid, make sure you're having a good time. Yeah. It's just and that's what I was kind of brought up to feel and I think whenever I'm not feeling that I feel like things aren't right mm-hmm. and I'm like what do I have to do to get back to being happy yeah so that's yep. what I just that's I guess what was the question again what am I passionate about that <laughs> <you> passionate about? <laughs> don't give Chris a two vodkas before I am passionate about vodka <laughs> yeah I'm passionate about vodka and making good quality ones <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm just gonna say life I think yeah. I think there's so many cool things about being alive I think there's so many cool things about you know, just life in day to day. And I'm just such a big person for getting up and watching the sunrise, just simple mm-hmm. pleasures. Um, yep. I don't think you have to travel a million miles to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. I've had this massive conversation with my sister so many times because she's told me I've never lived. And I'm oh, like, because you haven't traveled. Because I haven't oh, traveled. Don't you love that? Yeah. And it's like, but no matter where I am, I found beauty wherever I am. And, yeah. and I yep, think that's something that we can all you know if you no matter where you are and what you're doing if you can find beauty in being able to look at a tree and focus on that or get down to the waterfront if you've got water near you or walk through a park Mm. and just see everything come to life I think there's something amazing to be said in that so I think if that's the smallest thing that I'm passionate about or the biggest thing that I'm passionate about maybe that's just it yeah I like it I like it a lot I also like vodka and food (laughs) (laughs) and beer and beer And my dog. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so many things I'm passionate about, but on the bigger scale. Uh, so number three is who is someone that has a defining impact on your life? Who has had or, oh, you know, me. it's essentially, again, it depends, I know, on what part of your life and all those sorts of things. But, you know, it's what pops into that brain of yours. Again, I'm going to segment it. Yeah. Because I feel like there's heaps like... Again, for someone who hasn't travelled much, but um, interestingly, I've met a lot of fucking really cool people in my life. And um, I'm going to say the standard thing because I feel like we're all very influenced by our parents and our family mm. in our younger years. I like, you might say that. You can't not be in a way, mm. but it's interesting. I think as you get older, you realise the limitations of that, definitely. Mm. Um, I was very, very fucking lucky in my teenage years to meet some very cool people who I think definitely shaped and helped me shape what could have been one outcome for my life or a different outcome for my life and I'm very thankful to those people Um, one was a very good mate of mine who's still a friend of mine to the end of this day and we met I think fuck maybe like late 90s he's an awesome dude he has like gone out and fought with Greenpeace he's always been an advocate for self-love and doing the right thing for the environment Mm. and spirituality and not settling for second best and he's been like fucking huge influence in my life and it's kind of cool because we've come and gone in each other's lives which has been really cool but to this day we'll be friends till we die 
Um, I was very lucky early on, still am, <laughs> Coxie note, but very lucky in my life. Everyone I've worked with in my life has been really solid. So I've had a, I've had, I've been lucky, I guess. I've had a pretty solid family dynamic. Like some people in my family are fucking nutters and some people in my family are fucking awesome. And, but it, you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot. And, um, and, um, like my parents are solid humans. Um, I've, yeah, I've got some beautiful cousins. I've got beautiful siblings. So I'm very lucky in that way that, you know, I've, I've always had that, but then you kind of, you know, become an adult or, a, you know, a young adult and then other people start to infiltrate. But yeah, I'm lucky in a sense too that like I've also had like in my working career, I've had some really solid adults as well that I think have kind of pulled me away from my family dynamic, not in a bad way, but just given me an extra, an extra kind of sense of here's what else. And um, mm. that's been really cool. And just also like all odds against adversity, I think is, is that how you say mm-hmm. it? All odds against adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one friend who she was one of my first bosses and she has caught some shit in her life this cheek, but she has always got a happy smile on her face. Mm. And whenever you think you're going through shit, like I can guarantee you haven't been through, been through what she's mm. been through. Mm-hmm. And um, so that always, you know, having chats with her keeps you grounded Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met one of my best friends working with her who is just like me, but a little bit older. So we're just total beer loving mountain climbing bogans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then just even just working in different places and I don't know, you just, I've done, I, I, I'm going to say I haven't done a lot of traveling, but I've done a lot of traveling in the sense of people. And I've met a lot of cool people along the way. I've met keep like people, people from every walk of life, people that have traveled the whole world as nomads, people that have are starting to travel the world as nomads, people that have been sedentary in their life but looking for something else. I just always take the time to sit and have a chat with people. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, some people I know are transient in your life and they'll come and go, but they're always there to teach mm-hmm. you something. And then there's people you know that'll be in your life forever. Exactly. But fuck yeah, I've met a lot of cool people in my life, so I can't say. There's <laughs> <laughs> a saying that people are for I think it's a reason yeah. a season or a lifetime yes. you know like as far as how people come and go and yeah. I love that because it kind of relates back to what you're saying about what you're passionate about I think it just highlights just how much you thrive off people and connections and, and energy and yeah, yeah and the impact that they have on you like you don't take that lightly no not, I definitely yeah. don't I remember like I used to work over at um Tangaluma this this fella has passed now actually two of my very significant people in my life have passed since then one was a partner of mine at the time um not when he passed but shortly after and um another one was this like at the time I think he was like a 50 year old Italian guy you would have fucking loved him he was the biggest joint smoker you have ever met in your life but he had traveled the entire world and he he used to call me Cruz because I was just so cruisy. Like, he couldn't, and that I think could be fucked to say my name. I don't know. <laughs> well, Cruz, it's one syllable as yeah. opposed to three, right? As opposed to three. And he just didn't, it's not that he didn't give a fuck. He just didn't have enough fucks to give. But if he gave a fuck about you, you knew about it, right? That was his, he was, and he was just this old eccentric Italian guy. He'd always have a joint in his hand. You'd sit there on an afternoon after work and you'd play lawn bowls with him. We'd have Bob Marley cranked, a carton of beer sitting on the beach. And you just, he'd talk to you about his life and he'd had this mm-hmm. really super interesting life. And yeah, just people like that. Like they come and go in your life and mm-hmm. then they're gone and they pass away. I went to his funeral 
oh gosh, I don't know, about maybe 10 years ago, but I hadn't seen him for 10 years before I went to his funeral. But mm. they're just people that make this massive impact because they just, yeah. you sit there and you listen to them and you're like, I'm at the time of gosh, I would have been like 20, 19 or 20 and he was 50 and people are like that's mm. in normal society for someone to get along that well with someone that they don't even know, like that would be a weird relationship. Like we weren't True. in a sexual relationship, but we just got along mm. so well. Like I couldn't wait to hang out with him at the end of my shift or have a beer with him on a Sunday when we both had a day off and yeah, anyway. So yeah, they're yeah. the kind of people that have influenced my yeah. life, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so number four, what is something that you're really good at that most people wouldn't know about you oh yes I know this one because you spun out about this one I can play the piano I did spin out that yes and I think and I told like, you twice what? but I'm actually I'm actually well you did very... want to be a rock star so <laughs> well, I do want to be a rock star so, but it makes so it makes sense right I never wanted to um but if I was going to be a rock star I'd want to play a guitar Ah. But, um, I can only play a few chords on the guitar. I'm very self-taught in any instrument that I pick up, but I am very musical, which is kind of a gift, I guess. Yeah. Like, and I can read music, but I even when I was playing the piano when I was young, I never played reading music. I would listen mm-hmm. to someone else play it. I understood how to play it, so I would like read the music and filter that in. But then I would just listen to it and listen to it and then just work out how to play wow. it. Wow. And God, I think I want to hear you play. I can't play anymore. Like if someone gave me a piano now... And I think I sat down and got back into it. I would definitely get Mm. back to where I was. But mum and dad haven't had a piano in their house for, I think, six or seven years. And I haven't had one in my life for at least Mm -hmm. 20. But I do know that I I reckon I could get back into it pretty easily because I just, your hands just know where to go. Yeah, yeah, that memory. Yeah. But it was the same like I could could pick up a flute. I just taught myself how to play the flute based on what I could Mm -hmm. hear. And I picked up a saxophone at that time when I was very musical. Mm-hmm. And I could just teach myself how to play it because wow, I did clarinet. Such a talent. Yeah, I did clarinet in high school. So yep. and then went into bass clarinet in band camp. <laughs> 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 Fucking boom! I was in band camp. There's something you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, love music. So wow. I've always been that way. And then, what is something that you have never been able to do well? Um, I can't fucking use chopsticks. Really They're stupid things. Oh <laughs> god, I would pay to see that. No, mate. Honestly, yeah, so many people it. have tried. You would lose it. Do you throw I can- them? I bet no, you throw them. No, I just, them. I just Sorry. give up and ask for a fucking fork. <laughs> 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 like they bring meals out with chopsticks, and all of my friends have tried to teach me, but I can't get it. <laughs> I can't. And even still, I will still try, but I just put them aside. And I'm like please <laughs> it's just it's not worth unless I hold the bowl like right up to my face with but you know depending on what kind of food it is and I use the chopsticks and I just hold them together like this narrow I don't know like spoon and just try and palm things into my face like three rice grains at a time fuck that no way <laughs> oh my god I love yeah, it yeah no I can't use them hey Okay, so we're going to move on to food questions. That's the end of that section. So number six is how has food shaped your life? That's a fucking boring question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I've always loved it. Um, Did you write these questions? (laughs) Most of them. I don't know. Um... I feel like it has, but I just don't know how. What have other people said? Just out of curiosity. All, diff- all different sorts of things. Like for oh. some people, 
some people it's not as big of a thing, you know. That's why. Yeah, but I feel like it is a big thing because my whole life revolves around it. Yeah. But maybe, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think there's a difference between, say, being like someone who loves food and a real foodie to maybe someone who, I don't know, thinks so much about it. Like, obviously, well, not obviously, Paige has been on 20 questions. So you can imagine for her, like, that's quite a loaded question as yeah. far as someone with a disordered eating background. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, for when Car- when- <laughs> I don't know if people are ready for my story then. <laughs> but you can just, there's no like, there's no right or wrong answer. If you're just like, mm-hmm. well, look, I just love food and that's it. Give me question number seven, Jess, then we'll freaking oh, move on to number oh, seven. But now I've had two vodka, so I could just be really honest about a lot of things. Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm not going to say I'm not going to say there's a definite way food like there's a definite distinctive one path journey to how food has shaped my life because I've always loved food but I do feel like my passion for food and cooking and flavors came from (laughs) when I was a teenager and I was a total stoner Mm -hmm. because Anyone who's smoked pot, and sorry to all the people that haven't, and that's fine, you do you. But um, I just feel like I got a real appreciation for flavours and food when I used to self-experiment when I was really stoned, you know, in high school. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do, and people would know about, and we might have actually talked about this on a podcast or a live. I feel like I have been a bit maybe semi-vocal about this. I don't know. Clearly, I don't smoke anymore, guys, <laughs> clients, everyone listening. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, I think like my dad was always really good with food, but he was never the cook when we were growing up. So, and mum always made beautiful whole foods. Like everything was like home cooked, you know, because we didn't have a lot of money. But it, I wouldn't say like growing up cooking experiences shaped my life in any way, shape, mm. or form. And I had this amazing grandma who cooked everything from scratch. Grew up with Italians. And she was an amazing cook, but I don't have any memories of that shaping my cooking life. What I really yeah. do remember is, yeah. I just used to get stoned and yep. cook and I would completely trash the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like mum would be on night shift because she was a nurse, bless her, um, enabling my pot smoking. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I would just go upstairs and I would pull every flavour and ingredient oh, out yeah. of the fridge and the cupboard. And it was always like, you know, it was never any crap. It was always just what meat goes with this and herbs mm. and everything. Dad always had a herb garden going and I would just experiment with stuff and mm-hmm. to the point where then all my stoner mates and my girlfriends that, you know, I had one really good girlfriend at the time that wasn't a big smoker or well, she actually didn't smoke at all, but she would come around just so she could eat. Like I would just text <laughs> people and be like, I'm cooking. <laughs> I'm also stoned. <laughs> and people would just come over and help me eat. And Dad, who at the time I didn't know um, smoked pot at all, he would just come through the kitchen and be like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I feel like, do you want to eat? <laughs> but I feel like that gave me a real appreciation for food and flavors. Like I just, mm. I learned so much because I would just experiment with stuff and just mm. really appreciate food. Like I just would spend hours. I also think too, like when I, when I was doing that in my teenage years and early twenties, like that's when I was the most um, artistic as well. Like I just used mm, to set up drawing boards and art boards and just, yeah. you know, I wasn't a big drinker too, interestingly at the time. Like I, yeah, I wasn't, you know how, like I think everyone in their 
oh, not everyone, but a lot of people in their high school, they're, they're all into drinking yep. and they'd go out to yep. parties and just drink and get shit-faced. So I wasn't really like that. Mm-hmm. I was more into like I would just, you know, have a few joints and just stay in my room and draw or have a few mm-hmm. joints and mum would go to work and I'd go upstairs and take over the kitchen yep. and get really creative or <laughs> completely rearrange the downstairs of the entire house. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think if anything shaped, um, shaped my food life, I yep. think it'd probably be that. And then it just went from there because obviously I stopped smoking pot, but I also then had this massive mm. appreciation cause I would just have cookbooks open and mm-hmm. cause we didn't have YouTube back then. Maybe you mm-hmm. did. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, I just had cookbooks open. I'd be like, I'm going to make this and I'd read the recipe, mm-hmm. but then I'd be like, it needs this and it needs that. Cause my yep. little stoned brain says so. <laughs> Anyway, so I think, yeah, and then I just got it, grew into this love of food and flavors. And to this day, like, I can't stand food with shit flavor or yeah. anything that's not whole, like whole food. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. 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 There you go. That was a good answer. Wasn't I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next few are rapid fires. I so know all the answers to this. Well, I okay. think I do. Okay. Number seven, it's Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. So, cup of herbal tea, a hot milk drink, or a glass of wine? <laughs> None. A beer or a cocktail. <laughs> Leaning towards the glass of wine extended to beer yeah. or cocktail. Yeah, no Are you? Would you have like a glass of wine on a Saturday Arvo? It just wouldn't be a thing to crack open. It's not, you're not like, I want a wine. It's like, no, I want a beer or I want a... I just really like having a beer, I have to be mm. honest, or a cocktail. Yep. Like, I love margaritas. Like for yep. me, a Saturday afternoon drink is is a margarita. Like sitting in the sun, mm. heaps of like um, citrus and yeah, yep. oh, I can do that. Hey, and... you need to um, oh god, okay, brain work. When I was up in Brisbane last, when there was like <laughs> the time that you could actually travel and go and you places, could come and visit us. <sighs> so we went. I went twice. Um, once with the girls, and then just once with Damien before we left to this vegan. Mexican place in West End. Um, ask Lex about it. The name escapes me at the moment, but they, we both times I had their margarita and they do it with smoked salt around the rim. Bullshit. I've got oh smoked my salt God. upstairs. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, oh, it blew my mind. It was so good. Proper margarita recipe, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really so good margarita. Yeah. And then that saltiness and the food was sublime. Like I'm always cautious <laughs> of anything vegan. Sorry, people, vegans. But usually when you eat out vegan, the food's sloppy and flavorless and particularly Mexican as well, I think can be a bit meh, but God, they're doing great things there. So just as an FYI, you need to go there and smoked eat and drink. Salt, yeah. When I first came across smoked salt, I was texting everyone I know who loves cooking. <sighs> So it's just it's the same when you first discover chipotle right yes like, you love it and then you get, you can't have it in everything but you will put it in everything until you get sick of it and smoked salt is the same i remember like every time i cooked eggs smoked salt was on top everything i cooked smoked salt went into it yeah my salt. butcher sells it it's so fucking good yeah yeah it's game changer today's podcast is sponsored by fira health's omega-3 rich product Arctic cod liver oil by Nordic Naturals. So at the JCN clinic, we prescribe a lot of Nordic Naturals Arctic cod liver oil. Nordic Naturals Arctic cod liver oil provides a combination of anti-inflammatory support alongside naturally high levels of vitamin D and vitamin A. 
The anti-inflammatory effects of Nordic Naturals cod liver oil are due to its really high omega-3 content. Omega-3 is an essential fatty acid shown in research to reduce inflammatory mediators and increase anti-inflammatory prostaglandins that help regulate inflammation. The vitamin D helps modulate our immune system, while vitamin A is integral to our mucosal immunity. Both of these vitamins providing beneficial support for the gut lining. If you would like to try Nordic Naturals Arctic Cod Liver Oil, you can do so through Thera Health today at therahealth.com.au. Okay, number eight. So what food would you want free for a year? So think about it like something that you don't have to pay for and you can have it kind of on tap free for a year. Does it get delivered to me? Yep. So you wouldn't want to get sick of it, right? It'd be something you'd really appreciate for the whole year. Does it have to be one specific food or is it like a cuisine or is it? No, it's one specific food. (laughs) It's a cuisine. Thai food. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I was like, well, I can't get sick of that. Um, They bend in the rules, mate. (laughs) Wait, wait, Come on. No, wait, I got this. Seafood. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, because still non-specific. Yeah, (laughs) non-specific. And yeah. you wouldn't get sick of it over I would a year. Never just be get free. Sick of no, it. you wouldn't, no. would you? No way. I could. I've already said I could live on seafood for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oysters, Which... prawns, any type of fish that's not grown in a farm. Actually, no. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Seafood in general, I'd be fine. I reckon this kind of goes into answering the next one. So, wagyu, truffle, or lobster? What would you go for? You know what? Interestingly, I am a bloody wagyu snob. What would you choose? Would you choose Not wagyu over lobster? Over lobster? Oh. But interestingly, interestingly, like good wagyu, like blow your brains out. Yeah, I've got. Wagyu. Oh yeah, we've got this butcher that does blow your brains out wagyu. Oh. Like Mick and I had it for dinner last night. So you get a wagyu rump between two of you. Yum. It's five hundred grams. Yep. And you think everyone's like, oh, rib fillet, eye fillet, all this stuff. When you get Wagyu. No, I know. It's, rump is, ugh. yeah. How much, can, can I ask how much it costs? I'm just it's curious. About, it's about 80 bucks a kilo. Yeah, it's about how much. <laughs> we just bought a really good one that we had this week. And the butcher, because we will buy in bulk. And um, we'd kind of done most of our stuff. And she was like, oh, that's which actually wasn't that much because only like 120 bucks what we're getting. And then we're like, oh, can we get one of those steaks too? And she's just like, that, okay, that, that's 180 bucks. Yeah, so it's just I like know. straight away 50 bucks added yep. and 100%. it was worth everything. It, is, it was it so good. Is. It honestly is. And I never thought I would be like a, a cow preference snob, but I tell yep. you what, my brother got me onto Wagyu. And, mm. oh, and I, the thing is too, and I think you'll be the same, is we don't eat a lot of red meat, right? Yeah. I'm yep. not like I, I cooked it for Mick and I last night and I said, Go down to go down to the butcher, go get this, just go yep. get, you know, get get the Wagyu rump. He texts me, he's like, They've got the rib the, they've got the rib fillet here and stuff. I'm like, just get the rump, honestly. That's yep. actually so I think the um the rib is eighty dollars a kilo and then it might be sixty dollars a kilo for the rump. I can't quite remember. Yeah. But anyway. And anyway, so oh, yeah, and even here, yeah. I've cooked it for him a few times and he's just like, what is this flavour? Oh. I'm like, it's Wagyu. Like, it's just, what it's do you say, amazing. Wagyu or Wagyu? I say Wagyu, but wagyu. I don't know. I, I yeah, wouldn't I have a clue. As usual, we both say them differently. Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, like, honestly, it's a, it is a game changer in meat. Oh, oh my God. When I, um, <laughs> mum and dad were at this uh, caravan park eight years ago and a, some Japanese 
um, a Japanese, I don't know if it was a couple or a family were staying there, but anyway, the one of them was a chef and for some reason they had Wagyu with them and they were just like, well, we can't use it and they left these steaks oh there. God. And to this day, like Damien and I, and even with mum and dad, when they'll talk about it, like even what I've had and bought here has mm. nothing has ever compared to that. Like that yeah. was phenomenal. It was like, yeah, you've, you know, the butteriness of like, you put the knife to it and it was just like, you could have cut it with a piece of grass. Like it just fell apart. It was just yeah. like a butter. Yeah. Oh my God, it's making me salivate. No, but it's it. so true. And Mick and I had this conversation last night about how oh, we got into this massive in-depth conversation last night about the types of meat, how you have them cooked. Because obviously yeah. like I've got this massive hospitality background and I'm just mm. like, and when chefs cringe when someone orders, you know, um, medium well or well done steak mm. and but from like if I'm ordering ever ordering steak from a window, which I never, I very rarely order steak out ever because again I'm a snob and I know that I just love to buy what I'm doing and cook it myself. Yeah. But um, but we just got into this massive conversation about the types of meat, the cuts of meat, how you cook it, um, what medium rare versus medium well actually looks like versus medium, and you know all these all these things. But exactly what you're saying, like when you get a beautiful piece of steak, and that's what I said to me, like when you get something like Wagyu. Wagyu, Wagyu. Um, <laughs> if it's sometimes I have accidentally overcooked it, um, yeah, and it's it's what I would call like just pushing past medium, and I'm a medium rare girl, um, but it still falls apart when you cut yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same when you get a good eye fill it. Like not, I've never had Wagyu eye fill it, but I know. And I was saying to Mick, whereas if I was to go out to a restaurant, I, I would never really order an eye fill it because. I'm a, I'm a rib fillet. Like I love that mm-hmm. fat marble through me. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have a piece of steak, I just want it to be amazing. Yeah. But if I was to look at a beautiful fat piece of um, eye fillet sitting in a window and I was going to order that to cook it, it I'm not going to order it medium rare because they won't know how to do it. Like mm-hmm. you better have to order it medium so you don't end up with this raw piece of meat in the center and you completely wreck. And anyway, we're having, mm-hmm. it was just a massive conversation. <laughs> but to answer your question between Wagyu and lobster, to be honest – I haven't had, ever had anyone cook me lobster very well and I've only had it a few mm. times in my life and I've kind of, it's not that I'm disappointed, it's just that because I'm such a fresh seafood person mm-hmm. and I've always, like we we catch a lot of our own seafood, we're, we're kind of a bit particular about where we get our seafood from, even prawns and stuff like that. I don't, I think I'm going to say maybe Wagyu over lobster because... I don't, I've never had anyone do lobster amazingly, yeah. to be honest. I yeah. have ordered it one or two times when I've been out and I've also had it like, like just cooked and raw, but it's like, I've had better bugs and better freshly caught crayfish mm. than I have, have, have had lobster, if I'm being Interesting. honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Surprise. 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 <laughs> okay. Number 10, sweet, savory, bitter, or umami. The fuck's umami? Umami. <laughs> Umami's, <laughs> yeah, it's like that sort of um, savory. It's like a, a bitter flavor, like um, mushroomy. So it's got an earthiness to it. I'm trying to think like of like a per- like like a you know how like miso, like how uh, miso yeah, yeah, has yeah, that yeah. like earthy kind of. It's savory but earthy. Is it still salty? A, it, it's often with salt. Like it's got that. Mm-hmm. What were the other options? Um, bitter, savoury, or sweet? Savoury. <laughs> Definitely know you're a savoury lady. 
<laughs> Why are you not selling me on the whatever, Umami. whatever the fuck you just said? <laughs> uh, you lost me at can be salted. <laughs> it's not salty. I'm not interested. <laughs> Definitely goes super well with salt. <laughs> So does Wago, FYI. <laughs> All right. Now, 11, if you, if until this point you had no dietary restrictions, yep. then you were told you're intolerant to either gluten, dairy or eggs, which would you choose? Gluten. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. No brainer, can... right? Yeah, no brainer. Far <laughs> out. If I had to lose eggs or seafood in my life or bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> I love bananas. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone's like, oh, no. bananas are a staple in my life. Yeah, bananas every are day amazing. Of my life. Yeah, honestly, every day I reckon I eat a banana. Actually, I had the most beautiful pear the other day. Mm, I'd also had a banana. <laughs> but it was a beautiful pear, far out. It was just delicious. One of those ones you can just pick up and eat into, and it's not crunchy. It's soft mm. enough that it has mm. enough like drool that you don't get it everywhere, but it's yep. good enough to eat. Yeah. Oh, so good. God, I'm so hungry right I'm now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, what's something that your parents cook when you're a child that you didn't like and you still don't like to this day or conversely something that you like now? Um, um, I, don't, well, I don't remember not liking food. Were you one of those kids that just liked everything? You I weren't like, so. I don't know, broccoli could, or I don't? You could, no, I don't. No, no, no. I think my <laughs> mum might say something different. I honestly don't remember not liking anything. I know, like, I've got distinctive memories about food and flavours. Like, mum used to make this Irish stew that was literally just onions, lamb bones and parsnip, like, literally poor man's food. Like, that was, yep. like, when we, yeah. Um, but no, there's nothing I, I don't – even Brussels sprouts, like, I don't remember hating them. Mm, you liked everything. I liked everything up until I – yeah. I'm, no, can't answer. Interesting. It's all someone. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You've, there's nothing there. Nothing that I can think of. My sister hated everything. She was the person that would be like, "You sit at the table, and if you don't finish yeah. this, you're going to bed hungry." And she'd sit there till nine o'clock at night. I'd be like, <laughs> "Shovel all my food in, <laughs> go watch TV or something." Yeah, no, I honestly can't answer that. Yeah. Okay, number thirteen. What food combination do you want to ban? Is there anything you like that is gross oh, together? This is just only because it's fresh in my mind, but. What I'm going to say is all of those, okay, and this just comes back to camping a little bit, but also flows onto some other stuff. But you know when they do like stuff in the camp ovens and on social media, Mick sends me videos all the time and I almost bloody vomit, but it's just like <laughs> overload of cheese, meat, bread. Like let's just say like let's pick a potato bake, but it's just the most disgusting, yep. oily-filled, gross, fucking swine-filled potato bake you can think of. Or like something that someone, <laughs> or it's something that someone's cooked in a camp oven. For me, camp ovens are for stews and roasts, but they've made yep. like a lasagna in it. It's just like you pull it out, and the cheese is just like it's literally just a cheese bake. There's like I just I I honestly like vile out at things like that. I'm just like really. There's just no joy in even looking at that, let alone eating it, because you're basically gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whether or not it's just for the next 24 hours for the rest of your life, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that for you. However, not you, but the people that watch these videos. But yeah, I just gross out of that kind of stuff. Or when they have those burger eating challenges where the guy goes to like, mm. I'm going to eat the world's yeah. most disgusting burger and it's got like 15 meat patties on it and bacon and all this disgusting yeah. shit. And he just 
makes it a thing to get through and everyone's cheering him on and you can blood pressures through the roof. I just look at that and my upchuck reflex <laughs> is just, yeah, I can't do it. Hey, I just feel like that shit should be banned. Like you want to solve the world, <laughs> solve the world's cardiovascular problems, ban that shit right there. Like that's fucked. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then opposite, number 14, what food combination do you want to enforce? Is there anything you just like people need to have this combo? There's lots of combos. However, I do talk to my clients. You might find this really gross. Actually, you might not because you love salt, but you might not like mites. Um, <laughs> um, not those kind of mites. <laughs> <laughs> Salted mites on toast. <laughs> Go for that. No, no, no. So like the mites. I just realized how bad that sounded. So the mites is in, <laughs> the mites is in like Vegemite, Promite, Marmite, you uh, know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a thing um, and it's um, gluten-free toast with avocado, a mite, mm-hmm. any kind of mite. Mm-hmm. I prefer Promite or Vegemite, but you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> Kiwis will say, Marmite's the best. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, is it? I don't know. Um, anyway, any type of, type of mite because it's got that saltiness and that sort yep. of flavor. Um, with a poached egg. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yep, right. And then yep. alfalfa. But alfalfa yeah, I'm gives so it with you. Cr- yeah, really? Have yeah. you done it? Yeah, yeah. It's I love Vegemite and eggs because of that salty. You know, yep. there you go. Vegemite, umami. It's that salty, it same, yeah. well, savory. It's got that like, I don't know I how to it. It's like anchovies. Yeah, it's, it's got that, that it's like kind of salty, savory. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, for me, like mite and eggs mm-hmm. <laughs> and avocado because it needs mm-hmm. that fat. Yeah, so the creamy with it. But, yeah, and then alfalfa just to give it that crunch is really yep. good. But then you can take it a step further if you want to. Just be a total pig and it's amazing. <laughs> but do keep it exactly as that and don't back off. But add hummus before you add the alfalfa and tomato between mm. the egg and the um, avocado and the mite. I love how it's like got to be the right I'm, layers. Look at, and well. I'm actually, for everyone She's who comes here, I'm actually like giving Jess hand motions of how to layer this. <laughs> but it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's a stepped up version. But like Mick and I have gone to cafes when we're both just like, this is one of one of the first things we bonded over was this whole obsession with this. But we would just we would just go to cafes and be like, we just want gluten free toast, avocado in one ramekin, Vegemite in another ramekin, and our poached eggs, please. And they would just look at us and we're like, times <laughs> times two. <laughs> this is love right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's alright. I'll keep him. <laughs> all right. So that's the end of the food questions. The last questions are lifestyle ones. Okay. So number fifteen. How important is fitness to you very Ooh. very Ooh. like very 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 yeah and not fitness in the sense that I want to look a certain way but mental health fuck me I have to I have to move without a doubt yeah yeah you doing are you photographing us talking <laughs> maybe she get with my drink wait recording you <laughs> I was trying to be subtle you weren't subtle at all I can see your fucking phone <laughs> So subtle, it's about it. <laughs> so subtle. <laughs> nah, honestly, fitness for me is, it's not fitness in the sense that fitness like look fit, but mm. mentally mm-hmm. fit is. Mental um, health wise. Mental, yeah, yep. fitness, yeah. If I, if I can't move, yeah, it's, it's a mental game. 
I think we can even talk about that like with my back over the last few months yeah like at least so true at least I can get out and walk every day but for me it's not the same as cardio fitness because that's why Mm. I'm very like mentally strong Mm -hmm. but far out the last few months with my back injury and just going in and out of what I've had to do with that has very mentally tested me so Mm. honestly yeah fitness for me is yeah so 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 important for every day of my life yeah 16, long weekend at Gwingana Lifestyle Resort or girlfriends at the beach? Which would girlfriends you go for? Girlfriends at the fucking beach, mate. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm not going to bloody do yoga and eat bloody plant-based food if I can sit at the beach with my friends. <laughs> I can your, do that at like, the beach. <laughs> one wine that they'll give you on Sunday if you're lucky. Is that all they give you? Yeah, I am so out. Yeah. That's why I don't do health retreats. <laughs> That's why I just go camping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, i'm glad you it's... told me that and i've never been there then <laughs> you know yeah, i don't reckon you'd like it that much mm. what about uh, i don't know the answer to this one okay <laughs> would you rather get up early or stay up late early yeah 100%. definitely like a super solar, early like a with the birds i've watched the sunrise every day this week it is beautiful i purposely started now that we're getting into spring thank god mm. fuck you winter um <laughs> i've now started resetting my alarm for five o'clock instead of six o'clock so i am up have zaley in the car and i make myself like a hot drink and i'm down the waterfront before the sun comes up mm, and i just watch I the sun it. come up over the water and i take her for a walk let her sniff around do all the things oh my god <sighs> yeah i'm a love salt it, love it. yeah yeah, I just power down as the day ends. Number 18, would you rather not brush your teeth for a week or not shower for a week? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, that's a tough one because I'm a, I'm a bit of a fanatic about brushing my teeth. Oh, yeah, because you, you have your toothbrush at work. Yeah. Mm. Um, I reckon I could not – by not shower, can I still have like a, a lazy wash? <laughs> everyone's always got the like, like how do I get out of these questions like every just about everyone I'm, gonna like say, I'm, I'm honestly gonna say I could not shower over not brushing my teeth uh, yeah yep. it's usually the common answer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I reckon yeah my t- my yeah I have to brush my teeth like mm. it's the last thing I do before I go to bed if I've eaten a meal packed full of stuff even just mouthwash or something yeah 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 Number 19, I'm always afraid to ask this one. What is the most, what is most possibly the most annoying thing ever? Oh, fuck. There's so many things. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, but I don't want to say it on the podcast because I feel like at the moment for me, it's what we were talking about before we started talking on the podcast. (laughs) Basically, um, I don't think I can say that. Yeah, um, probably no. not. <laughs> I don't know what to say then. Um, I'm just going to say uneducated people with what they think is educated opinions. <laughs> just leave it at that. And willing to argue to the death based on that. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, like, willingness to move There's, or yeah, listen yeah, no or expand ground. your mind. It's no. like my, I, I just know. I just know and therefore everyone should agree. I think mm-hmm. that's my most annoying thing. Like I'm pretty happy, go lucky, you do you, whatever. But yep. when I come up against someone who can't even constructively have a conversation with me without ramming their opinion down my throat, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and, and to the point where not much gets my grill up, but it gets my grill up so much that I could turn into this 
Mick calls me Sam Ganges. Basically, Who's Sam Ganges? From The Hobbit. Oh. <laughs> basically, like, he calls me a fiery ranger all the time. But because I'm short and I've had so much, so many issues with my back and finding shoes because they need to be extra wide. <laughs> He's basically like, you're an angry ranger hobbit. <laughs> oh, but... my God. That's the best. Oh, I love it, Mick. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Bailey just calls me Sam Ganges all the time. <laughs> or he'll say to me, I'll start talking about something. He's like, babe, put Ranger back in the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, yeah, I think I'm not going to be too um, open about what that is, but I think, yeah, everyone probably gets the point. Just people that are just uneducated, overly opinionated is probably the best way to say it. <laughs> and we're not and actually last... talking about COVID, actually. Sorry? Every, I think the current oh. thing would be everyone thinks yeah, we're yeah. talking about COVID and the vaccine. We're actually not. We're talking about no, something no. that's completely different. No, completely yeah, different. yeah. Yeah. A bit of an umbrella for a lot of things. At the umbrella moment, for though. a lot of things, exactly. So number 20, yes, last question. If you, I'm under <laughs> so like, much pressure. If you could write a new law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? Oh, just fucking you do you. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. Seriously, honestly, just... If you can't say anything nice, don't say any. Don't say anything at all. Just mm-hmm. worry about what you're doing, and if you can't be kind, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <I'm... laughs> I feel like if you had have asked twenty-year-old Chris or even fifteen-year-old Chris, she'd probably say the same thing, yeah. and for so many different reasons. But yeah, just you do you. I've always yeah. said that. Like, just people need to. I don't know if that can be a law because I don't know how you'd actually enforce it. But I yeah, just it's think your law. It's my law. I just think people just get like so bloody caught up in what everyone else is doing and so offended by what other people are doing and how they're living their lives and how they're doing this and it actually mm. disrupts them on such a level that it's mm. actually unhealthy for them and it's like, why? Yeah, absolutely. I don't get it. Like just yeah. what people want to do is their bloody choice. Like let them mm-hmm. do it. Can't control it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. <laughs> oh Sorry my god, about your life. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> do you feel like you've just been put through a washing machine? I do. Oh my god, my brain actually hurts. That was really intense. <laughs> I bloody love it. Really I love it. Intense.